welcome to the Once Again Podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the 2022 Disney Plus series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. At the time of this recording, the first three episodes of the series have aired. Although by the time I get this episode edited and released, the fourth episode will already be out too. So uh, maybe some things that we talk about in this episode won't apply anymore. But Ashley and I will be engaging in a full spoilers discussion so if you don't want to know anything about the series, pause this episode of our podcast and come back when you've watched them. Uh, the premise for the series is 10 years after the events of Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, in which the Jedi were destroyed by Order 66 and his former apprentice Anakin Skywalker fell to the dark side and became the Sith Lord Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi is on Tatooine, watching over Anakin's son, Luke. Uh, hiding on Tatooine, Kenobi lives a solitary life in exile. Vader has set up the Sith Inquisitors program, a group of dark side force users to hunt down any Jedi who survived Order 66. Kenobi is forced out of hiding when he is called on a mission to rescue Anakin's daughter, Leia, after she is kidnapped by the Inquisitors in a plot to draw Kenobi out. He then embarks on a <laughs> roll a licking adventure. I don't know what that means. It was rollicking just... adventure. Oh, excuse me. Rollicking. <laughs> Someday I'll learn to read. Um, but he then embarks on a rollicking adventure, eventually leading to a confrontation between him and Vader. And we're not going to go episode by episode, but I do want to say all the episodes are directed by Deborah Chow, and all the episodes are written in some way by Joby Harold Stewart. Beatty, Hosen, uh, uh, Amini. Amini, and there's one other person in the third episode, Hannah Friedman. So I'm just going to give credit to those people for right now. Uh, and then we're just going to kind of do this episode like we did on Loki. We're going to talk about the first three episodes, and then after the series is over, we'll come back and talk about the last three episodes. But um, Ashley, what do you think so far? Uh, you already, we've talked about this outside of the podcast, but yeah. It's just, it's underwhelming, and I don't know what I expected, but I definitely didn't expect it to be Obi-Wan, like, chasing and trying to save Leia, and I think that just, that hits upon my point that I bring up all the time when we talk about Star Wars, that it's like, here we are, still just dealing with the Skywalker family, like, mm. surely we could have had Obi-Wan doing anything else like i i get the idea was to get him off tatooine but like surely we could have found something else to get him off tatooine that wasn't leia related yeah even maybe um like yoda getting him off like something well, like i was just about to say the inquisitor like put out a rumor that the inquisitors found yoda and obi-wan being like i have to rescue yoda or something like you know um, and it could have been a lie like the inquisitors didn't actually or find any yoda, other but... like named important mace windu is alive yeah you know, like, like you could have really done anything and yeah. it would have been interesting yeah underwhelming is the word i would use to describe it exactly i also like there's things i like about it don't get me wrong because a, a lot of the a lot of people talk about oh it yeah online. like don't like don't get me wrong like i'm not saying i don't like it but mm. it's definitely been kind of like 
Uh, here we are again. Yeah. yeah, I think the second half is probably going to save it. I think we're in for some surprises. We do know, you you said to me off recording, like, we know that there's no real tension because Obi-Wan's not going to kill Vader and Vader's not going to kill Obi-Wan because they have to show up in episode four. So Which we... is why I think when we see the, them fighting, I'm like, I'm like, no, like, I, I suspect that the series was mostly going to be that Obi-Wan surviving. Instead, we have him running around trying to save Leia and it's like, no, I'd rather him be trying to save himself, to be honest. Yeah. Like, they, what does hardened Obi-Wan do when he's backed into a corner? Like, we're not getting that. We're getting Obi-Wan, the savior, yeah. trying to save the Skywalker family yet again. Yeah, <laughs> they, they could have done a lot of different things they could have done. I know um, I was a big fan of this with Rebels, and I know other people were, but they could have done a Darth Maul storyline, like Obi-Wan, Darth Maul finds him, or... Obi-Wan has to find Darth Maul, something like that. Uh, I know they did that in Rebels, but there's things in the show that contradict what happens in Rebels already um, in the second episode, I think. But um, they could could have done a million different things. Aside from the underwhelming feeling, my biggest criticism is that Ewan McGregor doesn't look old enough uh, in this. Like, they they should have aged him up more. They should have given him a gray wig and gray beard. Um, Because in nine years, he's supposed to be Alec Guinness. And the only way that, you know, people have talked about that from when the prequels came out, that he didn't look old enough yet for the 19 years for him to be Alec Guinness. I always rationalized, well, he spent those 19 years on Tatooine. That's a planet with two suns. His skin was going to get dried out and everything. It would age him much quicker. You know what I'd like to see maybe at the end of the series is like, maybe, you know, we saw at the end of episode three that like movie episode three that yeah. we saw you know the emperor kind of get hit by a lot of force lightning force lightning and like dark you know sith powers and that aged him and kind of affected him maybe we can get something similar with obi-wan where he's kind of scarred and affected by something that like, like by vader yeah like i think that would be a good because right now we're dealing with his emotional damage mostly, and not, not some... the physical damage. Yeah. I mean, he gets dragged in the fire in the end of that last third episode, but like that's still not enough physical damage to yeah. like age um, him that no. much on a planet where they have healing pods and everything like that. Like, or in a universe, I should say, no. where they have healing pods. He yeah. need, like it's gonna be something magical. That's yeah. gonna. I I agree. Maybe he has to go through force lightning at some point, mm-hmm. or something, you know, whatever it is. Maybe the emperor will show up. I know uh, Ian McDiarmid said he's not in it, but he's probably going to be. <laughs> like, I, have a, I have a small feeling he's going to show I up. I think he's going to be one of those things that, like, you, last episode, like, pops in. And you're yeah. like, oh, the yeah. Emperor! Yeah, <laughs> like... here he is again to screw up everyone's day. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I because like, I can even imagine him, like, how um, the he great... could show up in a... In a... Because we talked about that, we talked off screen about the fact that like flashback would probably happen, which is why they got Hayden Christensen to begin with. Yeah, well, even how the Grand Inquisitor is mad at um, third sister slash Reva Reva, I can't remember how her name is said, but he's mad at her for being obsessed with Obi Wan. The Emperor could be mad at Vader for the same thing. Be like, why are you wasting so much time hunting down Kenobi? <laughs> like, he's an old man now. You could beat him anytime you like. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, if the two of you fought, he would totally just let you slice him in half. <laughs> like, he would look off to the side at some young boy for a second, and then he would let you slice him in half. That would totally be what happens. <laughs> um, 
I, in fact, I've foreseen it. <laughs> like, oh, um, my God. You're um, right, though. No, like, they, they could uh, do something like that. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's been some highlights. I think we should talk about the highlights. Uh, it is great, one, to see Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you know, we've been dying to see him be this character again since the prequels ended. And he obviously enjoys it. In the little bits that we've gotten Hayden Christensen in, he's been he's been great too. I think they understand. I've seen him in other stuff, and he's been very good. But I think they understand. Hey, physical acting is Hayden Christensen's skill. Let's do him like you know. Don't give him any lines. Let's just that. <laughs> oh, but speaking of lines in Vader, James Earl Jones sounds fantastic in this. Oh yeah. I don't know what they did to his voice to make him sound because he's like ninety-seven years old. He sounds so young. Yeah, and he in Rogue One he didn't sound like Vader anymore. Like his his line delivery, his voice was not the same as it was in the prequels and the original series. Like oh, they definitely did some attitude yeah. in here. But he, he, it sounds great. He sounds like Vader again. Um, you know, spo- sp- I think we said spoilers for the series, but Vader shows up. Although I think you can anticipate that. <laughs> I, I feel like if you know what the what time period we're talking about, like that was bound to happen. Yeah. It's been, I, I kind of, I, I've said, I said to you off our recording, I kind of like having Leia in it because one of my criticisms of the sequel series was why did Leia and Han name their son Ben? Like, there's no reason for that. Like, mm-hmm. if Luke had a son and named him Ben, that would make sense. But uh, Leia and Han naming their son, like, Ben Kenobi's a guy that Han knew for about 30 minutes and Leia never even met. And, but now it's like, oh no, she did spend some time with Obi-Wan. You know, he rescued her at least once, if not <laughs> more do, times. I do think the child actress that plays her does a great job, too, yeah. of, like, portraying little Leia, Leia as it were. Like, yeah, the sassy great. little yeah, princess. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah. I love her. Yeah, I don't... She's been getting a lot of hate online, which I'm like, do you people not remember Jake Lloyd oh, and what I you know. did to him? Oh, I know. It's so awful. But she's also good. Star Wars like, fan, do better. Yeah. Just treat the little actresses and actors better. Treat all the actors better. Like, there's... You know, if you have a problem with a character, what you have is a, a problem with how <laughs> that character was written, not how the actor who... Like... I, like, I've criticized Hayden Christensen's performance, but I don't have a problem with him. Like, I, you know, I have a problem with the terrible dialogue he was given to to Which isn't say. his fault. He yeah. didn't write that. But yeah. no, little Leia definitely does a good job. Yeah. Um, also, we see Tamara Morrison for one little brief scene as a former clone trooper, with a, a trooper that's now begging on a planet for credits. Like galactic credits, presumably. And it's got to be in everything yeah, now. Yeah, well, you know, uh, he's got the greatest job security in the galaxy now. <laughs> Anytime they need a clone to show up, there's there's things I like about it. There's things I don't like. Should we go through like the plot things that we remember? Like we start off. I'll I'll just say we start off pretty much. Obi Wan's on Tatooine. He's doing which is expected. I yeah. mean, if we started anywhere else, I mean, we started technically we started off with Order sixty six and kind of oh, you're right, yeah. dealing with that. And let me see these little kids kind of escape, which I'm sure they'll all come back at some point. Yeah, and be important to the plot point line because yeah. why show them? Either they are the Inquisitors, or some of them are Inquisitors, or something. Or they're gonna come in at the end and be like, "Look, here's all these like." Jedi that are still alive. Yeah, they rescue Obi-Wan, maybe. Mm-hmm. Something happens. Yeah, but, whatever happens there, definitely. Yeah, um, but Obi-Wan's on Tatooine. He's working a job as like a meat harvester, I guess. Something on, like Unlike that. those giant snakes. I, I, I don't really... 
you know, something along those lines. The thing that I thought that they were going to do was he was going to get in trouble for stealing that one slice of meat. Oh my god, I thought so too, and it didn't happen, I was like... No, like, he's very clearly stealing this one extra slice of meat for his weird camel creature that he rides every day. Um, (laughs) But, you know what I did like too? How he has, presumably, a little... I don't know if it's an R2, an R4, but whatever, he has a little droid buddy that guards his cave oh my god i love that yeah and know. lets them know if there's someone in there or not when like it, it he just has a nice setup like for a cave for a cave, <laughs> yeah. for a cave setup yeah on a, on a old man kenobi in his cave back there yeah on a desert planet he has a much nicer setup in episode four though he clearly did some renovations in between you know what makes me laugh too is like he's living in this like weird thing and she's like the only person that's like heading out of town at the end of the day and i'm like and nobody thinks it's weird that that random dude is just hiding out in the corner. Like, no one's paid enough attention to him to be like, that guy's suspicious, that guy's a Jedi. Well, one of the <laughs> things about Tatooine, I know that's been established in the comics, is that it's a planet that's so backward and, like, Tatooine, I'm trying to equate what it could be in America. I don't want to say that it's the Florida of of the galaxy, but it's like a, you know, no one involves in anybody's business in Tatooine. Everybody's a Tatooine man. (laughs) In in one of the Vader comics, Vader goes back to Tatooine because he's looking for information about Kenobi. And Jabba the Hutt has this line, because he runs into Jabba the Hutt, of course. Um, But Jabba the Hutt says to him, Who'd have thought that anyone important would have ever been from this planet? And it's kind of like a little slide to, you know, Vader being Anakin Skywalker from Tattoo. Not that Jabba knows, because Jabba doesn't know. Maybe he knows, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but but, it, but it, he says he says to Vader, like, who'd have thought anyone of importance would be from Tatooine? And, but anyway, so he's got his little nine to five that he's got going on or whatever. And then... He's just living, he gets a message from uh, Bail Organa that Leia's been captured because she gets kidnapped. Oh, well, I guess I should mention he knows that there are Inquisitors looking for him because they show up on Tatooine. Prior to this. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, Leia's kidnapped. It's all set up because, mm-hmm. of course, it is. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't it be? There's some Jedi that knows who Obi-Wan is that's like, you have to help me escape. Like, the Inquisitors are looking for me, and Obi-Wan's like, I don't know who you are. Just hide. Like, I'm not Obi-Wan. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, Obi-Wan's basically like, the Jedi are dead. Don't bother me. Yeah. I'm not doing that stuff anymore. Yeah, his sole mission is, quote-unquote, looking after Luke, but really, he's so devastated over what happened to the Jedi and himself that he's using Luke as an excuse. One of the things you overhear, like, from Yoda in, in the beginning of that, like, beginning sequence is Yoda being like, oh, you have to commune like i'll teach you how to commune find qui-gon so yeah. like we know qui-gon's probably gonna pop up at some point now. yeah almost a hundred percent certain that and it is interesting because um presumably like it seems that obi-wan's shut himself off from the force but at the same time is trying to commune with qui-gon like because he when he's rescuing leia in one scene and she falls off a building he's and... like concerned he can't catch her yeah like he's like struggling to even use the force to train spoilers he catches her she doesn't die but but uh like um even i guess we'll get to the big point his confrontation with vader clearly he's not using the force in his fight with like vader just dominates him which 
I guess he would be able to even if Obi-Wan had the Force, but it's just this old scared man who cut himself off from the Force and he's facing the most deadly Jedi of all time. <laughs> and slash Sith of all time. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. And like I said, I think, I think we'll definitely get Qui-Gon mm. at some point. Yeah. He's going to show up. I mean, at this point, you said earlier, not a lot happens in these three episodes. That's like, it's a lot of setup. Mm -hmm. And I assume the back half is going to have, is going to be the big, and this person shows up. It's going to be like watching The Mandalorian when you're like, and Ahsoka's here. And like, and Luke's here. Like, you're suddenly just going to have a bunch of people showing up. That could very well, I think Ahsoka, there might be, I'm going to be 50-50 that Ahsoka shows up in this. If not... If we get a season two of of Obi Wan Kenobi, Ahsoka's definitely going to show up in it, but um, we'll have to see. We're going to get Qui Gon, I think. Maybe we'll get Yoda, a Yoda cameo. Who knows? Maybe I think I honestly think Ahsoka would be more likely before Yoda mm. personally. But then again, is Ahsoka going to show up in this, or is Obi Wan going to show up in Ahsoka? Is like because I, I think it's going to be one or the other, and I don't think. Well, Ahsoka takes place after Jedi. Okay. So I wasn't sure when Ahsoka. Yeah, place, so. yeah. Ahsoka's going to take place after uh, Ahsoka's going to be um, her hunting down Thrawn. Like she's. Looking, I know that. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's say that like Ahsoka definitely shows up here because mm-hmm. I think. Hmm. Well, as far as cam- like cameos and everything. Well, like, does that work either? Because. Rosario Dawson could still... No, I, I'm more so thinking in terms of, like... The character's knowledge, The knowledge of Vader and who knows what when. Mm-hmm. Oh, because she finds out who Vader is in Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to, like, coordinate yeah. in my head how that, like, plays out properly. I don't know. Well, because I know... People were upset. Be- I guess this has to take place before. It definitely takes place before Rebels because I think Leia's an adult in Rebels. And I know people were upset that um, the Grand Inquisitor gets killed in Episode Two because he's still alive in Rebels. Mm. So maybe he didn't actually get killed. Maybe that's going to come back to bite Third Sister in the ass at some point. Maybe, or maybe this does take place after. Mm. I don't know. It's a very complicated timeline. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's some research we need to do in between this and the back half of this season. Cause yeah, we'll take a look and see when Rebels takes place. And take, every, take a look at the timeline. Oh, you're right, because there's a time jump in Rebels. Yeah, that's why I'm, that's why I'm like, uh, I don't know if... Hmm. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll have to look into it Yeah, when we're done recording. and like. Yeah, figure that out. But, yeah. I think Ahsoka is a big one. Qui-Gon, I think, is a big one. Mm-hmm. I also feel like there were certain characters in this, like uh, Camille Anjani. Anjani, I can't remember. I can never remember how his name is said, but um, he plays a fake Jedi in this, mm-hmm. and I feel like that was sort of a, hey, would you like to see a Disney Plus series about this guy? Maybe. Like, or maybe he'll show up in a later movie or something. You know something. what else they mentioned? Who they mentioned too? They mentioned Quinlan in this that in the third episode too, when they were talking about the path and. Mm. You know, getting Jedi to safety, basically. So, like, again, we kind of know that there's a lot of names going on. Yeah. I I also, uh, I think another criticism of the show is some of the editing. Like, just the way that it's... I know people had a problem with um, when Third Sister was parkouring 
<laughs> through that one city chasing mm-hmm. after Kenobi. And then she didn't even catch him. Like, it was, like, kind of silly editing to have her doing that. And then also the Obi-Wan Invader confrontation, how that was edited because... Yeah, that was a little... Off. I think that comes down to shooting the show on... uh, I forgot what they call it, but what they shoot the Mandalorian on. That big giant stage Mm -hmm. and everything. Like, they have limited space. It's not like when they shot the movies. I also think the issue, too, is that they're trying to portray Obi-Wan as, like weak right now and then you have these very clearly strong characters chasing him like Hmm. realistically they would have caught him in like five seconds but like you can't have that happen yeah yeah you know especially since he cut himself off from the force so he's just like a regular guy i think that's the problem it's very complicated like well logical but yeah he does still have all of his knowledge from years of war and everything like that so i don't know I do actually enjoy him being cut off from cutting himself off from the force right now because it's something when episode eight came out, I got into an argument with a friend who was very upset with the portrayal of Luke Skywalker in that, like how he went into a recluse and cut himself off and everything. And I said, but that's what the Jedi always do. And they were like, what are you talking about? I'm like, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda did the same exact things. They went into hiding, like they failed at what they wanted to do and they went into hiding and cut you know cut themselves off and they, and he was like no they didn't i'm like yes they did that's exactly what they did what was yoda doing on dagobah other than that yeah he was just hanging out he was like you know oh well maybe someday someone will show up that i have to train <laughs> maybe know. something will happen at yeah. some point i don't know but i'm just gonna be here yeah so i don't know anything else you'd like to discuss about the series any theories you want to say about where we think this is gonna go or it wouldn't surprise me if there's a second season i will say that now mm. i do think I wish they had saved the Leia plotline for the second season and kind of kept with just Obi-Wan for this first season so we were focused more so on Obi-Wan. I hope we get some of the Rebels characters. I hope we get, like, Sabine and stuff. Like, I think there's a couple things I'd like to see. Mm -hmm. I think... uh, Maybe some more of the Mandalorians, like Mandalore. Yeah, from Mandalore. Yes. Well, we talked about that off, off recording and we also talked about why would they cast Hayden Christensen without planning to do flashbacks? Like, I... A lot... We already discussed that they, I, they're probably going to need to do one to figure out what's going on with Reva, because unless she's just going to, like, explain and talk at Obi-Wan about why she's decided to hunt him down, it's going to be a flashback. Yeah, yeah. We also mentioned, we think... I think it's... I'm 99.9% sure Qui-Gon's going to show up at some point. There's no, like... Obi-Wan's trying to talk to him. There's no way at least his voice is going to... The voice sh- is definitely going to be there. Yeah. I'd like to think that the bigger surprise would be his force ghost being yeah. there, but like... Yeah, you just slap a brown wig and, and beard on uh, Liam Neeson, he pretty much looks exactly the same as he did in 99. Like, you know, um, and make him blue so he's a ghost. Like, you, you get away with it. We also mentioned we think possibly the Emperor will show up at some point. You know, we'll have to see what happens. Maybe that's something that we're wrong about and it'll be I like think our, it'd be our... interesting i think that would be the big like shock yeah see what's interesting to me is so i watch this with my boyfriend and he's like oh you're gonna be shocked about something and like he thought james Earl jones coming back to do the voice was gonna be like some big shock to me and i'm like i mean it's it's surprising but like that's not like a big shock like oh my god that happens like well of course they wouldn't got him like, yeah that's how it feels to me like of course i was just happy that he sounded so good 
because when he was in Rogue One, I was like, oh, he doesn't sound like Vader anymore. No, whatever sort of auto-tuning they did was excellent. Well, because I've played a million Star Wars video games that had other voice actors doing Vader who sounded like Vader, and I was like, use them (laughs) like like, you know use someone who sounds but whatever they did they did a great job making him sound like vader again um like i love that mm. um trying to think maybe we'll get a helmet off vader scene and we'll hear hayden christensen's voice that would be interesting too yeah maybe you know that would be the other reason to cast hayden christensen if we were going to do it that way maybe when uh obi-wan gets his force powers back he'll throw a bunch of sand at vader because uh, he, he knows he hates it because it's coarse yeah. and rough it'll end up in his breathing apparatus <laughs> it'll be his one weakness um i'll tell you what the the only thing 19 years with them not seeing each other is fine for vader to say our long-awaited reunion but that line from episode four of him saying our long-awaited reunion. Yeah, I don't think nine years is that long. <laughs> like Again, I think that's what throws me off, too, is, like, now, like, you know, my thought process was always he never met Vader in those 19 years. Yeah. Like, so I, while I appreciate he's in this, at the same time, I'm like, doesn't that kind of ruin that? Like, yeah. wouldn't it have been made more sense for all the Inquisitors to be chasing him down and stuff and vader just kind of be like an empty threat on the horizon well we talked about off off recording how um he didn't know that vader was still alive like he was shocked to find out vader was still alive and it's kind of like well what what was vader doing for the past 10 years was he not out there slaughtering people and stuff that i said the mistake here is that and i had forgotten that Everybody knows that Anakin is Lord Vader, like, at the end of episode three, like, that he has been dubbed Lord Vader, like, this is, like, a known fact. Yeah. And I'm, like, the problem with that is, like, now everybody knows that. So, like, all the important characters that are, like, oh, I had no clue that Vader was, like, like, Ahsoka. I understand why she wouldn't know, which is almost why I'm, like... Can we really have her pop up in the series? Because then is Obi Wan not going to mention that? Like, oh yeah, Vader and Anakin uh, are the same person. Like, you know, timeline wise, some... like this is what I'm saying. Like, this is going to do a lot of weird things for the timeline if, like, depending on what's going on. You just made me think of something completely unrelated to what we're discussing, but we just recorded our episode three uh, epi- mm-hmm. podcast, um, Revenge of the Sith, and. I forgot to mention this in the podcast because I didn't put it in my notes. And if I don't put it in my notes, I don't remember it. There was a line that George Lucas removed from that when Palpatine is revealing to Anakin that he's the Dark Lord of the Sith. He also has a line. This was in the first draft of the script and George Lucas took it out where he says um, the exact phrase is he explains how Darth Plagueis could create mm-hmm, life mm-hmm. and everything. And he says to him, I arrange uh how does he say it? he says something along the lines of i arranged for your conception to happen so from a certain point of view i am your father and vader or anakin says to him that's not true that's impossible and palpatine says search your feelings you know it to be true and anakin screams no and i i forgot to mention that and i wanted to put that just because you made me think of it somehow but i was just i was like you know Good thing George went did a second draft at least of that script and, uh, and took that part of you know, it's like poetry, it rhymes. But like I said, there's a lot of weird I think it'll be interesting to see how the series interacts with the rest of the timeline because I think it's definitely 
going to be pulling at some weird points. Yeah. Well, it's nice to see Alderaan before that gets turned into space it dust. It is nice. Yeah. We, we get to see Alderaan and, like, enjoy it. <coughs> Sorry. And uh, some of Leia's little conflicts with her little cousin that she has, who is also a Star Wars character. And she's very nice to droids already. Yes. Lola. Lola. Little, yeah. And the other droids. Yes. All the droids. Yeah, the little uh, silent droid. I forget his name, too. Mm-hmm. But he also has a name because it's Star Wars, so everyone has a name. <laughs> Can't make merch if they don't have names, Jason. No, you're right. <laughs> oh, oh you know what I did love in episode one? The little Jawa that's Obi-Wan's friend. Oh my god. <laughs> that steals Obi-Wan's <laughs> stuff and then sells it back to him. like, you're gonna steal it from me. At least clean it before he sells yeah, it back to and me. And he says cleaning costs ex- extra. That was fantastic. <laughs> Um, that was, that was the very funny. The drawn attitude. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm looking forward to see where the rest of this goes. And like I said, this, this episode of our podcast is, I'm going to release Revenge of the Sith, our episode First. on that, and then this. So this will come out after episode four has already aired. Yeah, because episode four I comes out I definitely think tomorrow. we'll be getting more interesting, like going more interesting places. Yeah. Um, and even episode five of this series will uh, air before this episode comes out, so maybe we'll be super wrong about things by the time this comes out. There'll only be the sixth episode left to get our uh, theories and predictions uh, out out there about it. Let's see if there's anything else I want to discuss. Yeah, there's. It's interesting the turmoil between the Inquisitors. Um, yeah, they're all kind of jockeying for, for mm, position. Yeah, it it, it kind of shows off what they because they're scumbags like that's just like they were jedi they were they were weak jedi who... well the thing is is and, you know it's implied that they're all trying to be vader's apprentice like yeah. only apprentice because the rule of two <laughs> well, and here we are once again proving that the rule of two is a bit of shit because we have multiple cis people yeah. existing in this space well they're not apprentices they're inquisitors, they're inquisitors <laughs> yeah, yeah. but they're still like sith yeah sith. yeah but they're all cockroaches. Like, they were all Jedi who, when Order 66 happened, went to the dark side to stay alive. Also that, uh... Oh, I forget his name now, but that weird alien that betrayed Obi-Wan and uh, Leia when they were on mm-hmm. his little boat ship. Yeah. Uh, he was kind of funny. I'd like to see him pop up again. Yeah, uh, he was interesting. Yeah. And I, like, at first I wasn't sure. I'm like, is he a good guy? He's a bad guy? Who, who is he? What's going on? I think Obi-Wan should go back to that planet and cut, cut one of his arms off. That's uh, that's Obi-Wan's move. Yes, <laughs> um, do it. Someone's got to lose an arm at some point in this series. Um, that would be interesting if Mace Windu showed up as a forest ghost. Yeah. that Well, I, did I say, like, one of the things that would have been cool is if they did, like, Mace Windu is alive and Obi-Wan goes looking for him or something? Like, one of the things that would, like, it, 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 eh, I don't know. It's nice seeing Leia, and I enjoy the actress, but they could have done a million different things with the other thing, too, about this is that... They could have gave us some interesting hope. Like you said, if they were like, Mace Windu is alive, we would have been like, what if Mace Windu actually is alive? Yeah. Like, it would have been like a, oh my god, oh my god, what if we're really going to see Mace Windu? Instead we have, and that is going to come up and I apologize <laughs> That's all right. yeah. And, like, it's a, like... 
if instead we have Leia, and it's like we already know she's gonna turn out to be safe. Like yeah. again, we know the outcome. Yeah, there's no real drama of it. Like he's gonna succeed in his mission. It's so interesting too because this uh, was floating around as a movie idea for years. So the fact that not much happens in each episode, I think they kind of just took the movie script and stretched it out. Like, instead of a two-hour version of this, we got to make it, you know, a six-hour version. A six-hour so, version where nothing happens. Yeah. But, <sighs> you know, we're hopeful for the future. Um, and we'll see where it goes. And without anything else, uh, that concludes this week's episode of the Once Again Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Any questions, comments, or critiques can be addressed to our email at onceagainpod at gmail.com. Follow us at onceagainpod, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram. If you are feeling generous and would like to contribute to the podcast, we have several tiers available on patreon.com slash onceagainpod. Also, a like and a share would be greatly appreciated. Thank you and have a wonderful day. And remember, we will entertain you. We will always entertain you. Stiltskin always says that magic comes with a price. But for this price, you can get a nice piece of jewelry. Use code ONCEPOD for 10% off your first order at Unusual Magic Jewelry on Etsy. Click the link in the description.